Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell. Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kosaska. Beside me is the Twin Peaks... Um, Veteran, Ben Durant. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank God you took that. I threw it to you and you grabbed it because I was a lost for words for a second there. You're such a noob. <laughs> I know. I know. It would have been just a moment of dead air. People would have thought... Whatever they're listening to just died on them. Yes. <laughs> what happened? Did my phone just die? You know, it's funny. We never talk about. I mean, I, don't, I think it, uh, people know that this is a Twin Peaks podcast. Yes. We, don't, we don't need to like introduce it each week. Every week we will be doing an episode of Twin Peaks. We don't. We don't need to say that. No, I think. You, no, I think no. you guys have, have downloaded this because you're interested in Twin Peaks and you know that we're going to talk about Twin Peaks. And this this week we're talking about episode five. Yes. Yes. By this point, you, yeah. if you're just jumping in, you need to go back. But by this point, we have to go knows. back. You have to go back to the, the island. That's another podcast we'll do it. All right, someday. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? Someday. That's, yeah, one. that's a lot. What do we have? 200 episodes of Lost or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I also was interested in X Files too, but again, that's that like, would be cool. That would be cool too. But uh, cool. So this is kind of like this is not the official. This is kind of like the unofficial Log Lady episode. I mean, yeah, 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 the Log Lady, and we get to have a. We get to see her house, right? We yeah, we get we get some backstory about her. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a lot going on in this. So, and this one is uh, episode five, written by Mark Frost, and it was directed by Leslie uh, Linka Gladder, and it was aired on May 10th, 1990. The ratings was 11.5 in the 38th place. Wow, so we're going so up? We are getting better, so maybe it's not, not yeah, there's hope still. Wow, <laughs> that's weird. Well, maybe because the people are talking about it and how weird it is. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I got to tune in. And I think it's finding its audience, but maybe that audience, because back then you didn't have a DVR, so you had to go back. Maybe people are like, oh, they'll tell them about it. And then you, right. you can't watch it. 
See, back then you couldn't like. You could oh, just download the episodes you missed, yeah. or uh, stream it, or you had to yeah. hear it from a buddy. Right. They would get you up to speed, and then you'd have to watch it. You just have to watch it. You couldn't be like, I gotta watch episodes one through this to catch up. Be like, nope. I'm gonna tell you everything you need to know, and you're gonna go watch it. Yep. Simpler times back then. Simpler, Simpler times. Simpler times. And you had more time in your hands. If you could just let your buddy buddy rattle on for 20 minutes to get you <laughs> caught up, you're good to go. There you go. You saved yourself four hours. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, we start with Cooper in his hotel, and he's being woken up by uh, some noise from, I think, the Icelanders. They're partying at night. and Oh, it's just, those it's damn like, Icelanders. Talking to Diane, say, you know, you got, you got to send me some earplugs. Yeah, and these Icelanders, man, they're they're partying it up. Yep, they're pretty loud. I think it might maybe it's, it's probably the time time zone. Like maybe they're that you know. Yeah, they're up. They used to be up at that time. Yeah. Um, when I jump in, oh, sorry. When I jump in, um, for my notes, I kind of gloss over the beginning part when he's getting coffee because I I think he meets um Audrey. Audrey. Audrey comes in. A little flirtatious um and i think he basically tells her you don't have anything to worry about sort of like you don't have to help me i right. think right yeah and he's like he's a, you're a school girl yeah my favorite though is that like uh he says uh i think he says something like he was he, he was in high school once and she says i don't believe you were ever in high school and it's like i have the pictures to prove, prove it. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'd like to see those pictures. That's what she said. Yeah. And then this also introduces the many hairstyles of H. N. Cooper. His hair looks odd to me in this episode. Hmm. Um, I've also noticed as the series progresses, there'll be an episode where he hadn't got a haircut or something, and he slicks his hair back, and it looks really big. That's funny. And then the next episode, his hair slicked back, and it's normal looking. So it's weird. I I followed his hair trends throughout That's the really- show. <laughs> All right, we should get to, to, uh, go on Twitter, Cooper's hair, and we'll just have Cooper's like... Cooper's hair, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Cooper's, Cooper's hair. hair. Right. And we'll have different photos of all his different haircuts. And of course, the funny thing is, you know, every episode is one day. So like, you know, yep. like, I know, I think we even talked about on the pilot, from pilot to episode one, a, a lot of people look very different. Their hairstyles are different. Maybe I think Audrey's hair is shorter in the pilot and longer in like by episode one. Like it was shot one. So, so far apart. Yeah, it was so far apart. But it's just funny because, you know, we're supposed to be thinking like yesterday. It's, uh-huh, <laughs> and they all look different. Right, yeah. How does your hair be uh, grow so fast? But uh, and then that's also the same thing with um, into season two. Everybody looks different. That first episode, yeah. Everybody looks a little bit older, a little bit different, right? And I, we'll we'll get into that later. But um, my notes: Flesh World stuck to ceiling, which is an interesting place to have your Flesh World magazine stuck. Um, I know that's jumping ahead. Um, I don't really think. Uh, much happens between the beginning of the episode and that, right? Not really. Because no. Ben and Jerry have an interaction. It's not that important. But there's an investigation. They're at um, Jacques' house, right? They're still at Jacques' apartment. Right. Which they seem to be there for a very long time. You see... Want to bring up the audio for a second just for fun? Yeah. By the way, Harry, did you notice the picture of Leo Johnson's truck on that page? So Cooper's still seeing things that maybe you wouldn't notice. And this is really like um like yes, a, his truck is a in pornography there. magazine or something like that. And then you see, but there's a picture of Leo's truck. So it's somehow. Who was can... that in drag? Nobody we would know. So it was just some random person. Now that wasn't Dave Duchovny in drag. No, Because no, he gets no, in drag no. later on. And I thought yeah. maybe that was a glimpse. No, into... no, 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 okay. no. 
Well, then I was definitely wrong on that one. No. Yeah, he played, yeah so he, he's just a random person. But. So they find the flesh world on the ceiling. He notices the truck. And um, Cooper's when they discover it. He's just kind of like, can you give me a leg up? And it's like, how do you even know that's on the ceiling? Like, I think I think it might have been in the light uh, light yeah, picture or yeah. something like that. But it's just funny that he but even noticed forget, that. don't forget, uh, Mr. Agent Cooper... He's a man who notices a lot of things. Right. You know what, though? He's a strong sender. He's... He's, yeah, he's a strong sender. He sends and receives things. That's right. But you know what it is about this show? They play it up that he's so quick. Like, he'll notice when someone's going out, when someone's fighting. He'll mm. notice a lot of things. And I think I've seen other shows where they'll have the detective notice something right away mm. that, like, is too weird. And I'll call BS. I'm like, this yeah. is such BS. But for some reason, the show does it, and I can't call BS. Because something... they play up Agent Cooper from the beginning like that. Right. I feel like if you didn't, and he noticed that right away, right. I'd be like, that's so BS. Because yeah. why would he notice that? But I can't. Because he, he's yeah. just that way. Right. I also think he finds clues, but he doesn't like solve the whole mystery. So I think exactly. I think other shows, like in, in 10 minutes, you've solved the whole mystery. It's like, oh, I can see this, this, and this, and this. Uh-huh. Whereas Cooper is like, I found some things, but I still can't understand the whole picture. And I think that's exactly. why it's easier to yep. go along with him. Yeah, yeah, you can really... It's it's easier it's a it's a easier pill to swallow than yeah. something else. Um, so I can talk about um some stuff that were not uh, that was in the script that that was never um that never filmed that we never saw in the show. Um, if you want, I can sure. Go um, or do you have something? Well, nope. Okay, talk well, about that because we'll go into what I have a question about. So. We'll go into your question. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Well, okay. Um, why did I write red? Is it Red Drapes? Red Drapes, yes. So the Dream yes. Magazine Pick and Window of Cabin. Yep. So Red Drapes, I, I've matched. I, I feel like I feel like you. You're, I feel like I'm trying a mystery here. It's like the words are Red Drapes. Drapes. Yes. <laughs> cabin. Cabin. What is it? Yeah. So we're we're back. We're still in Jacques' place, and um, Cooper know. runs into. Uh, uh, I think it's like uh, in the cabinet area there. There's a picture of Jacques' cabin. And in that cabin are red, red drapes. drapes. The, the, what looks just like drapes from Cooper's dream, dream, the Red Room. So that's where, yeah. And magazine picture. Uh, I don't know why. I, I mean, that was drapes. that was you thought it was David Duchovny, which it was not David. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's, I think that was a red. But I know I, I put red drapes, dream, magazine picture, and window of cabin. But that makes sense because when they go into the cabin, not to jump ahead, there is a camera there. Oh yeah, that's right. A, a still camera, right? So that it so connects the picture. Them. The picture they took was actually in Flesh World. Yes, because of the red drapes. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yes, you connected it all together. So yes. that's where they took pictures for the flesh, and that's yeah. why Leo's truck was out there. And I think they do show that it was it was only Laura's hair, but it, I think Cooper puts it together. That was that was way back, I think, in episode one when yes. they're at the um, when they were at the safety deposit box. They find a picture of Flesh World, and it's like that's Laura and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. So um, here we can pause it here because we're going to get into some interesting stuff. But what do you have? I want to know uh, some script stuff. You're you're just going to tell me. Oh, I was. Uh, I mean. I'm probably getting out of order here. That that's fine. We can be out okay. of order. Nobody knows. So, <laughs> I know, only for us. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple of things. I mean, one thing that they had, they had a storyline they were going to do where James's mom was kind of come back to town. 
And Ooh, um, I'm glad they didn't. I That's know. too many characters. I know, too many characters. And there's a brief mention where James sees Don, I think, in this episode at the gazebo when he, he mentions it. But before that, there, it was it was deleted, but it was in the script where uh, James goes and sees Big Ed at Big's Ed gas farm. Mm-hmm. And he says... Gas Car- farm. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. I know, it's a gas station. But So I guess Colleen Hurley is James's mom, and I believe that would be Ed's sister. Just yep. so, so okay. yeah. So it looks like Colleen uh, Hurley's come back, and she's drunk, and she's an alcoholic, and he's having a lot of problems. And it sounds like she's suicidal and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So originally, I think they were going to have this storyline where where James and his mother were going to interact more. I agree with you. I'm so glad they yeah. didn't do that. I mean, there was already too many characters, and I don't. I, we don't need any more with that. Yeah. I don't think that it takes away from the from the big story, the big exactly. picture. Exactly. Yeah. Too many small stories can sometimes dilute. Yeah. Yeah. So, this episode is where we find out that Aud- Audrey is, um, she's trying to get herself into the perfume section of the store. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, now, where's Horn's store? Yes, so to put this together, in, in the last episode, she was hanging out with Donna, and I think Donna told her that, I think Laura, Laura worked at the perfume counter in Horn's Mm-hmm. Horn's uh, store, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think they figured out Renette. They might have figured out that Renette also worked there. Exactly. So and somehow that correlates with Black Eyed Jacks. Yeah, One Eyed Jacks, right? But One Eyed Jacks, and Audrey is determined to find out how. Mm-hmm. Why do these people that work at the perfume section somehow right. get themselves into Black Eyed? So she gets she gets her father to. A, she basically says she's so sorry to her dad mm-hmm. and says, I want I want to work for you. I want to start at the very bottom, she says, and 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 work my way up. But then she gets, you know, she gets an interview at, So quickly. Uh, so she, she worked get, her way up. That was real quick. She gets an interview to to work at at, at the department store. But she's but, denied. Well, she does not deny it. He says, okay, maybe you can, I don't know, move boxes or something. Yep. But she basically says that, you know, I'm going to scream and say that you, uh, you know, you harassed me or assaulted oh, me. Yep, yep. So I, you're going to get put me in the perfume counter. And he says, yes, oh. m- yes, Mrs. Horn. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about later on what she does. Um, yeah, so she's just being sneaky and conniving. But she, she wants this because she knows this could lead to some clues. Yep. Um, and you're right. I I'm thinking about something else later on. And I have an, so I have another um deleted or uh, that was part of the unseen Twin Peaks that was in the script where um, Major Briggs is uh, speaking to Icelanders at the Great Northern. And this is just a little thing that he has to say. I also happen to be a firm believer in the UFO. I've seen some high level classified data, and that would curl your hair. So he briefly talks about his, that that. UFOs. The interesting thing is that Major Briggs' actor also played uh, Scully's father on the X Files, really, and, and the whole idea of aliens and stuff. So there was this deleted thing where he seems to be interested or fascinated with aliens to some degree. Not spoiling anything, but I think that will come up later on it again. Will. And, and it's, <laughs> well, I guess that's a spoiler, but it's not. It's a tiny spoiler. Yeah. But yeah. it's interesting that there was some breadcrumbs, or there was something there even in the first season that they wanted to do more with Major Briggs than just you know smack Bobby around when he's smoking in the yeah, house or something like yeah. that. That there was other thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I from my notes, I have Bobby seeing the doctor. Laura wanted to die. Mm. Um, 
and then in quotes, people try to be good but are sick and rotten. That was a quote from Laura. Yeah. Um, Laura had a secret that would that would wanted to die for it. She no. Laura had a secret that would want to die for it. Made Bobby sell drugs so she can have them. Right. So that's there's a scene where Bobby's seeing the doctor and I, I'm trying to remember. And how this was all brought up. So interesting thing is, this is supposed to be family counseling. Uh, Major Briggs and his uh, the and mother, Bob- and they all are there to That's see Jacoby. Okay. Jacoby's like, I'm going to see Bobby by himself. It's like, this is supposed to be family counseling. And it's like, well, I need to see each one of you individually. It's and very weird. really what's happening is Jacoby is really looking for answers because he he's trying to find out who killed Laura Palmer. At least that's what we led to believe mm-hmm. when he talks with Cooper, that he he's doing his own investigation. Everybody's doing their own investigation. Yeah. And the interesting yeah. thing, he, he does... He kind of cheats with Bobby. I mean, because he knows what Laura said because he has these tapes of Laura where they mm-hmm. and, and they had their sessions and stuff. So he, Laura probably said, "Oh yeah, I've got this boyfriend," and he cries when we have sex and stuff. So yeah, it's like yeah. he kind of cheats. He he makes he's led us to believe he's leading Bobby to believe. Does she do this to you? Does she do that to you? He knows that because Laura told him. So, in a way, but the funny thing, I mean, I think the thing is, is that so. Bobby actually breaks down and cries. He says, "Yes, this happened." Yep. And near the end, it then goes to cuts to a bird flying, and it's like to me, it's like mm-hmm. he, his emotions are able to set free. Like he's free, able yeah. to, you know, he's had this anger and upset, and he's finally able to let go and say, "Yes, you know, I was." In a own way, he was a victim. He was forced to sell drugs. He he was he was abused in some ways by Laura, who mistreated him. And stuff. I know they're really like by this point. I'm like. Why do people really care that she died? She seems like a horrible person. <laughs> Aren't you all happy she's dead? Oh, like she man. just seems to be mean. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, she's dead. They can say anything they want about her. That's true, right? So any of this could be made up. Yeah, we don't know. Right. But I'm I'm thinking to myself, man, Laura's being painted to be a horrible person by all these people that loved her. I know. I mean, you know, you want to bring that up for a second? Sure. Drapes. Drapes. Oh, this goes back to my drapes yep. in drapes, the Mary, For my dream. That's good. So that yeah, that was him. He, they're yep. still in Jacques' place, and they find the red drapes on the on the cabin. And he says, "Oh, it's all connecting again. We yeah. uh, we have a uh, Cooper's drapes. Now I Cooper's the drapes. Dream, dream, dream <laughs> the dream drapes. drapes. The draps. The drape. The draps. The drapes <laughs> match." Rap. Match everything. Um, um, so, yeah, you know, everybody, Bobby talks to the doctor about everything. and But, um, you know, she says people try to be good but are sick and rotten. So I think that associates to all these men that fell in love with her. And some of them were maybe not nice to her. Yeah, or I mean, I don't... Maybe they had good intentions, but they weren't. Yeah, I do wonder about that. That in some ways that like I, you know, we're saying that Laura's so rotten or seems so bad, but you wonder is like is she hiding stuff too? It, it, mm, yeah. Is her life not as perfect? It, did 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 people mistreat her, and is that why she's mistreating other, other people? people. And stuff? Yeah, and I think that's something that we have to watch and see. And yeah, maybe because she's you know, she didn't like all the men falling in love with her. She said she she couldn't help that. So maybe if they fell in love with her, but she didn't want to be with them, they would treat her like crap. 
So maybe that was a curse that she yeah. had. Yeah, and you wonder, you question whether, was it a part of her that wanted to feel like crap? I don't know. I mean, like mm, some people yeah. are self-destructive, and, and you yeah. wonder if she's self-destructive in some ways. Yeah. So now um, Donna and Maddie and James are all hanging out at the Double R, and they're all now they're working together. Yes. They've come together to say, the you know, Scooby we, Gang. We, we love Laura, and we want to find out who killed her and stuff. Yep. So, yeah. They're all getting together. Uh, so the next thing in my notes is Cabin in the Woods. Is the Log Lady? Cabin place. in the Woods sounds like a movie. Yes, Cabin <laughs> in the Woods, the Log Lady's place, uh, tea part, tea party. Then log secrets. So they all have tea together, and the log has secrets. And the log saw two guys, two girls, um, cabin with uh, recording. Um, so we know this cabin had the camera, so the photos were taken in this place. Oh, I want to spend more time on the log lady. This is the, okay. Let's go to the log. This is the log lady. Log episode. lady's place. Okay, let's do it. So, so log lady. The, the log has secrets. Yeah, so let, so maybe this is a good time to talk about the origins. Yes, and stuff. I want to know about the log. log All right, and I want I want to see when we get to uh, <laughs> when we get to her talking. I want to have some audio of that at the cabin. But so uh, yeah, try trying to watch this and tell you stuff. Okay. Um. So this is me talking for a bit. I'm trying to give you some background. Um. So Catherine Coulson is the actress who plays the log lady. Yep. She met David Lynch at the American Film Institute, and she was a teacher in, in an acting workshop, and David was a student, a Lynch, David Lynch there. And um, basically, David Lynch um, wanted her to work on his movie Eraserhead, which, you know, Eraser took five years to make and stuff like mm. that. She actually never ended up being in the film. Um, she had a smaller part. I think it was a nurse. And due to budget budget cuts and stuff the money that she never was in it but she actually helped out the background blah, blah, blah. yeah um she was married to jack nance who plays pete martell in that in real life the two of them were married really and they actually got divorced a little after racerhead was like right before racerhead was done or something like that so maybe the, that time yeah but the interesting thing is that I, I feel like i'm taking the long way to get to this well but, here you can pause it and then we can we can get some audio of, all right let's it. get some audio here I'll talk all right well, that's very kind of you, ma'am, but I don't believe that. What kind of cookies? Sugar. The owls won't see us in here. See, the owls are brought up again. Owls, yes. The so owls she, won't see us. In what is that? Would be huh? Very nice. She knows. Play some more audio a little bit. Shut your eyes and you'll burst into flames. That was what I love. Shut your that's eyes fun. and you'll burst into flames. What does that, that even mean? And I think they're going to a little bit of background of uh, uh, of her, but I don't know if we want to get into that. Wait for the tea. The fish aren't running. You've been expecting us, Mark. You're two days late. But that's your concern. My log saw something. Something significant. What did your log see? Tea first. Ah, then be ready. Well, here we go. I have a question. Yes. Um, not, I'm going to jump ahead and I'll try to be vague, but the log in season two has a message for Bobby's dad, mm. tells Bobby's dad the message and then Bobby's dad goes to Cooper and tells him the message. Right. It was a printout. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop right there. 
is that what she's talking about, about the log? Is that, I mean, yeah, in my notes, the log saw two men, two girls. But is that a reference really to that? Or is that a reference to I think something different? I think they're two separate references. Re- okay. I mean, I think they're similar. I mean, they're, they're, they're all part of this, the, the grander story. So, I mean, I think they're all, co- I think they're connected. connected. Okay. They're connected, but they're not, yeah, they're two. Because they- I'm, I, I'm now going, the log saw two guys, two girls. Mm-hmm. What would that be referenced to? Because we know the killers, or killer, but there were three guys, one girl. Who were the three guys? Well, Jacques, mm-hmm. Mike, and you know maybe it was Bobby or maybe it was Hank. You don't know who the third person is right now. I don't know because that—that's the killer. Because Angie Cooper says you find a third person, that's the killer. But we know Jacques, we know Mike, Crazy Mike, are the two people. Supposedly, jo- you know where I am in the story. Okay, I'll, I mean I'll I'll go with this where we are in the story and say that I think it's Jacques and Leo. Because we have, if I'm looking at this, where the story is right now, we have Jacques, and yes. we Jacques have Jacques, and, and we have we have Jacques, and the Bly shirt that was Leo's. Yes. And so, oh yeah, it be, was Leo, Leo and Jacques, we, right? And so but, those would be yep. the two men. But there's a third one. Yeah, and I think there. Yeah, I mean, but I think right now, if we're using if we're using this idea of there's two men, those could be the two men, and then we know who the two girls are and stuff. So Which that's were Donna, and Laura, Ryan. Laura, and Renette. Oh. Because you remember Renette is the one that was on the train at the beginning. She's the she's, other one. She's in the hospital. I still. always forget there was another one that was that was uh, hurt as I know. well. Well, she's not. She's she's like, I think Barely. she's in a coma. And she's, she's in not, a coma. And so we don't see her for a while. Oh, yeah. So I get. I should get back to where okay, I was Okay, so that going. makes sense then. Two guys, two girls. Okay. That answers my question. It's, I'm taking that. a long way to get to this origin. So, um, so she's, I'll, I'll start going back. Catherine Coulson, who plays the log lady, she worked on a razor head. So that was like maybe 15 years before Twin Peaks. And back then, Lynch had ideas for television series, Uh which is not popular for a film director. But he had this idea that he wanted to do a a show with her called The Log Girl. Oh, my God. The Log Girl. And they would would talk about this. And so uh, the the name of the TV show, this is him just going back and forth with uh, Colson there. It was the TV show was called "I'll Test My Log with Every Branch of Knowledge," and the idea of this st- <laughs> no, it's a long, st- it's a pretty long title. I don't think I'll I don't think it's good. my knowledge with, with every branch, branch of, of knowledge. knowledge. So the the concept of the story was the log girl would have her log and she would go and visit experts. But these experts would be, I'm going to give you an example of a dentist. So she, the long girl would go visit a dentist, and the dentist would talk about being a dentist and expert stuff. So every episode, you'd, you'd meet a new expert on some subject, and they would talk about it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, real people or actors? I don't know. <laughs> I, you, I, would think, I would think they would be real people, I would think. Yeah. And, and to give you a more background, David Lynch's father kind of, I think he was like a ranger, but he was, they, he, he worked in the forest, like um, like the national man. forest or something mm-hmm. like that. And and Lynch, David Lynch, would spend time in the woods and stuff like that. So he oh. was very fascinated with wood. And he even to this day, he makes things out of wood. I okay. mean, he creates stuff. But so he had this idea for the longest time about the log girl. And so this, uh, this pilot comes about. And again, I told you, I think, that uh, Log Lady was not in the script for the pilot and stuff. She, he was, no, there's no way. But late, David Lynch calls up uh, um, Catherine Coulson, and he says, he's like, I think it's time to bring in the, the Log Girl. Yeah, and yeah, calls, yeah. Uh, Catherine's like, well, you know, she's not really a girl anymore. I mean, it's been 15 <laughs> years. So I think you need to call her the Log, Log Lady. Lady and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And so, 
So he brings her. So here's the thing: is like he says, I don't think I don't think the network is gonna really buy this. I think on paper they're not gonna like no. the law girl. It's like seems really bizarre. Yeah. So we're gonna sneak you in. We're gonna. Ha- she she did not have a contract. She did not make any money or anything, and she was just brought in to flip the lights and stuff. And it's like, so, but then once once the network saw this, they liked the idea, and she became a regular character wow. and stuff. But she, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so her name is the actress's real name is Catherine, and the fun and she was married to Pete Martell. I mean, Jack. The actor's name is Jack Nance, and Jack Nance's wife on the show is Catherine Martell. So it's almost kind of funny that, and like he says, he, I guess he, he, sometimes when he went on the show when he says, Catherine, that's the way he spoke to the log oh, lady actors there when really? they were married and stuff. So it's just kind of, <laughs> oh, it was kind of funny stuff. Catherine. But, Catherine. That's pretty cool. The little log lady. Log girl origin. is the log lady. Log girl is a log lady. So they now is time where they're gonna. Uh, they've got information from. Oh, I want to. So there's so much to talk about the log lady. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm jamming all log lady information into this one episode, which I probably could have spread it out over our whole podcast. Yeah, it's fine because she was really front and center of this episode. Yeah. So, so well, maybe yeah. So so what can I say about this? So she does talk about. They talk briefly about that. Um, her husband was a woodman, like, and mm-hmm. he died. I think, uh, the, I mean, it was like the day after they were married, or right after they were married, and um, so there was these collectible cards, the Twin Peaks collectible art cards that it was like baseball cards. I saw those online. The Did other you day. really? Yes. I, sh- I keep thinking you're bringing them in, but I don't bring them in because they, sh- they tell you who the murderer is and stuff. Oh, and so I don't well, want to get. I didn't spo- look into yeah. that. Yeah. So, so. The, um, in the cards, they say the log was given to Margaret by the former woodsman husband as a wedding gift. So he's saying that the it was a gift from her husband. Oh, so that's why she doesn't let go of it. And says, and, and in an interview, in the Bravo interview by Catherine Coulson in in 1993, this is a time that they're going to start doing the intros, the log lady oh, intros. intros. They do an interview with her, and she says she wasn't at all, she wasn't crazy at all. This is Catherine speaking. I mean, Catherine Coulson. She just loved this log because it represented her dead husband. She was an incredibly cranky person who had a rough life. But it's like this mm. log maybe meant. So I'm I'm tempted to give you a theory about this that could be a true theory, but I don't I don't think I don't think it ever comes up in the series. So I I'm gonna share something with you, but it might ruin something. But I don't think it does. <laughs> what do you mean? All right, you're talking riddles. I know. Is I, it going to give me the killer? No, it won't give you the killer. We've talked about before that there could be a spirit in the log. Yeah. No, yep. There's. A, I mean, I'm assuming because the log talks, and these people take it. The funny part about the show is they don't go, oh, man, she's crazy. She's telling us about the log. They just go, what did the log say? They're totally <laughs> acceptable, so they know what happened to her. They must know her. Well, they, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think Hawk talks about how he know he, he mentioned about his her husband dying, and, and is so, it her husband's spirit? Right, that's the theory. Okay, and that's one theory that it's her husband. So people uh, are going to be nice to her about this, even if they think she's crazy. Right, they're going to be cordial and be like. But even if even if it really isn't his spirit, uh-huh. and they maybe they know that that was a gift that was his last gift that he gave to her before he died. Maybe yeah. they're kind of like, hey, let's give her some slack. Yeah, this yeah. is a really you know this is something that means yep. a lot to her. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And so uh, actually, David Lynch let her keep the log, so she still has it to this day wow. and stuff. So she, I, I think she used to take it with her places, but like it's not always easy to to carry, <laughs> carry around a log and stuff. And I think it gets harder now with planes and stuff storing it and things like that. The other thing is is that um. No tr- trees were killed 
in, in getting the log. The log was actually a branch from a tree, so the tree yeah. is still alive and oh, stuff. Okay. And it's um it's a it's a ponderosa pine. That's the title. <laughs> All those arborists out there, just so you know. <laughs> No trees were harmed. No trees were harmed. So I guess, I mean, there's probably more I can talk about. And maybe as we go on, I'll go yeah. back to it. So um, cabin with their, uh, they, they find the cabin with the red drapes, right? Right. That's what we're going into. Yep. And they see that there's a recorder in there. Um, and Waldo. Yeah, it's a, it's a record player. A, a record player which is playing music. Oh, no, they put the music on. No, it's. It, it, I think what happens what is, is like you know, with the record, it gets the end and it gets up and it goes and starts up again. So it just oh. happened to start up again as okay. they were walking in. But I loved it. Can we play it? Yeah. So they're 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 actually uh, crawling up to the house. So this record's been just been playing nonstop. Yeah. Is that Laura singing? That's Julie Cruz, uh, who was the singer from the Roadhouse. Oh, okay. I just wanted Cooper to say his thing, and then we'll bring it down. And there's always music in the air. So. And there's always music in the air, which is what. I believe a little man from another place says in the dream itself. Yep. There's always music in there, and then he starts dancing. And so all the clues from yep. the dream they, are unraveling. Yeah, and so we're in this cabin, and they find the twine, they find the bird, and uh, they find uh, oh, and blood. They film blood in poke uh, in a poker chip from One Eye Jacks. Poker, poker, poker chip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the poker chip is actually busted. It's missing a part. Right. Which is interesting. It almost looks like a piece of pie or something. Yes. <laughs> no. uh, it's missing this jacket. It looks like someone took a bite out of it, actually. Yes. Right. Um, I think it's a clue. It is a clue. So all these things are found at the um, this cavern. Now, we all know from last episode, Audrey um, has a little... She has a series of tunnels that she likes to hide in and right. listen to people's conversations. And there is a party going down in the sawmill. Is a party being held in the sawmill? Or no, this no, is we're, at... We're um, in the Great Northern. The Great Northern place. Yeah. Um, because of this, Audrey hears about the burning down the mill plans from the hole in the wall. So she goes to this area. She must go there a lot. She pulls it apart, and she actually hears... Um, about the plan that uh, Ben and, and Catherine. Uh, Catherine are are going to burn down the mill for the insurance money. Um, now I don't remember if Audrey actually. Sp- I don't think she tells anybody about this at this point. No, not at this point. I don't no, think. We- I don't think that comes up. I think she keeps it to herself at the moment. Um, but. They're having a party with um, the people from the beginning of the show. The, the Icelanders. Uh, the Icelanders, yeah. right? Now, now this is the episode where I thought it was the last episode where Laura's dad goes nuts from the song playing during the song uh, during the gala or during like the party. Almost every other episode, he's he going does nuts, this. So. Yeah. Now this is the episode where I got confused. So he starts crying and having a breakdown, but everybody in 
there decides to um join in and like like do the dance he he was like having the Leland Shuffle. Yeah, the Leland Shuffle. So they all start doing it because I I feel like they feel bad for him. Catherine, can you just get some audio for a second again? And he starts dancing, and it's it's really Catherine who uh, yes. Ben tells Catherine go dance with him so yep. we don't make a scene. Yeah. Now, I think Andre might have been. And I don't know if Andre is sabotages or not. But this serious dance with him. Oh yeah. Uh, that's all we. So can... they basically should do a remix with this music of him crying. Yes. Because <laughs> he's crying and dancing through this whole right. first season. And it kind of goes. To, I think it was the last episode I was talking about that. He seems to maybe be dancing because he he misses his, his daughter, daughter and that he danced with his daughter when he was when when she was yeah that deleted so. scene and that yeah. makes total sense and it that actually helps me understand it a little bit better because I'm just like this guy is just he's a wreck he's a wreck he's a wreck <laughs> and now they're all doing the dance he's crying right. so they're all putting their hands to their head oh, it's man. like the worst it's like the Elaine dance from oh. Seinfeld and it's like the only one that really has compassion is Audrey I mean Audrey is 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 watching all this and she's yeah. crying and she's like this is just horrible horrible like these people you know the way they're treating this guy who's, who's dealing with this grief yep um, but I kind of feel like they're helping him in this scene. Like I know she's she's upset because Laura's dead and he's grieving. But in a way I see like they're just trying to help him. They can't help him directly, but I feel like instead of making the guy look like a mess in front of the whole town, they're going to like, you know, see, make him seem okay i guess maybe but i don't know they, i think there's a lot of selfish people on the yeah, show but, yeah yeah well i mean they're 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 with company that could uh investors right so yes, they have right, to make right. it look good yep. now i see the selfish part that's the selfish part you better make this look good because we're gonna lose these investors um we can't have this guy crazy yes but at the same time you know what it gives him company I guess. Unless he's not by himself crying, dancing in the corner. So Maddie is is investigating. Uh, she's finding, I think she's finding tapes and stuff of Laura's in, in, in the Palmer house. Yeah, she finds uh, the tapes. Now, these tapes were recorded and given to the doctor. Right, Dr. Jacoby, right. Dr. Jacoby. Um, now, what do I have? I have Leo is shot by his wife. So Leo, uh, we're going to jump to um, Shelly. Shelly's at home. Leo comes in and tries to, like, boss her around or whatever. And she holds the gun up to him. You come closer. I'm going to shoot you. Right. Um, And I don't think, I think we might hear the the shot, but we don't know what happens. Right. It's on screen. I think you hear him screaming. Yeah. Ah, you're a bad shot. You shot my eyelids off. Oh, man. Um, and then the most interesting ending to an episode was Cooper finding Audrey in his bed naked. Mm. So you see Audrey last crying, watching, you know, Laura's dad cry, cry dance. And then Cooper goes back to his apartment or his uh, little hotel for the night. 
and he pulls out a gun because he notices the door has been opened. Yeah, and it's, it's like somebody's in my room. Who's been sleeping in my bed? <laughs> and it's a naked Audrey. Whoa! Now, why does she get naked? I mean, I know she's trying to seduce him, and obviously, it just said applause. Why does it say applause? There was no TV on. <laughs> We have some we, cash. We, it said applause. We <laughs> I have a, an iTunes uh, episode of of, uh, of Twin Peaks here that I've downloaded, and we're, we've is got this laugh track on here. <laughs> no, we we have closed captioning on for some reason. It said there's a, applause. You know what? Maybe the Icelanders were. Oh, you can hear why, from why, the background. Why don't we put on? Wait, wait, why don't we put on some? Uh, we'll go back a little bit. Right there. Oh, I, right I there. You had, it. You, had it. You had it. it. you had I it. You had it. You had it. I had it. All right, go. Oh, oh my God! It's the credits. I'm the worst at this. Right there, right there. Hit, All right. Hit play. Well, okay. It says applause. It must be from Icelander. It must be. Oh. Right, because we, we were plotting that we have uh, Audrey in bed. I don't... Yeah. So he, as Cooper sees the door is open, he goes to open the door with his gun out. And we're gonna see a we see a plot here coming up here for a closed caption. Yeah, so the applause. Reach over and turn on the light. Yep, there she is, Audrey naked. Yeah, and it's so like. Don't make me leave. Please, don't make me leave. She does say in this episode at the beginning that she's 18 years old, so we mm -hmm. know. <laughs> And he's just like, listen, I'm an FBI agent. If I'm not stupid, like, oh, God yeah. forbid, you know. Um, so, Audrey, finding Audrey in there was kind of like the turning point with their relationship. I think next episode, he does have this, you know, I you, we all know she likes him, but I almost, the conversation they have, not jump, mom, jumping ahead a little bit okay. to next episode, but it's sort of this like, Yes. Okay. I, I I think he understands that she likes him, but it's almost like a fatherly talk he has with her. Yeah. You know, I'm older than you. We, you know, we can be friends. I I I want to believe he's just trying to justify it to himself. I was like, I think he has a hot for for her. I think he thinks. Yeah, but she's he doesn't. Beautiful. He doesn't go goes, down that road. At I know all. he doesn't go down that road, but it it goes back to the first meeting. He says. And I like that grapefruit freshly squeezed. squeezed. I don't know. I mean, and he sees her. That's horrible. But he's a but classy I mean, guy. Because he's a very classy because guy. Because if, yeah. if they went a different route with his character, he could have jumped in bed with her. And that right. would have changed the tone of the show. Right. I think that you wouldn't look at Agent Cooper the same. And I think that's – I'm glad right. they went in that he's direction. He's a Boy Scout. He yes. He's a Boy Scout. He will always do – at least it comes off like he will always do the right thing. Yeah. And stuff like that. And always, that's, yeah. that's cool. And I mean, that's cool. And I like that. And I, I like that the relationship didn't go down that way. I think it would have ruined it a little bit. Um, I mean, maybe later on something else will happen. I don't know. But where I am in the story – from seeing that, I, I like yeah. that. About but that, you know, that, that 15 year old version of me was kind of like, yes. Yeah. I yeah. She's I, naked I, in she's the naked. bed. Go for it, Cooper. She still she, looks good to this day. Um, she does. Uh, when I watched the, um, this little bit that on the, on the Blu-rays, um, that they, they just filmed like last year hmm. and she still looks good. Oh you know, yeah. She's still, she, um, she's amazing. I mean, and, and they, and she's had, she's gone on some, uh, to some, uh, convention type things recently and i think mm -hmm. yeah she's still beautiful yeah. beautiful woman stuff and yeah and they picked a good looking cast for the most part 
like guys and girls they were all like for the the time period they were all good looking people mm. um then you had weird looking people and they all they really matched and not even weird i mean sometimes some of these people just look like your average yeah you know average yeah. people that you see every day not like movie star people which exactly. i kinda, i think is kind of nice in a way to see yeah, they, like a normal they were good looking but they had flaws and a lot yeah. of yeah you're right um they were normal looking people like the log lady looks yeah. like a normal crazy lady with a log, with a log. <laughs> So is there I, anything else for this I mean, episode? I only that I mean we only just passed just to, just to link people together. I mean people saw it, but the, uh, we learned that Josie has some kind of connection with Ben Horn. So now we have we now have Josie has a connection to Hank, and Hank has a conne- no. I mean Josie has a connection to to Hank, and Ben has a connection to Josie, and Ben uh-huh. has a connection to Catherine, and it seems like they're all kind of in this somehow together. And oh, and Ben has a connection with Leo, all related to yes. this mill. And I think I think we talked about it some some a few shows ago, and it is just too complicated sometimes. It's like you know we have this mill, and everybody wants to do something with it and burn it down, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and for me, getting into this, and for people watching this, it's like I kind of latched onto the stories I liked. And the the burning of the mill and everything was kind of boring, but then that story becomes forefront later on and more interesting. So you kind of with the way the show is, I feel like you can pick the storylines you really like. Oh yeah, and you follow that. But then later on, the storylines that you're like, eh, they'll get better, and it all intertwines somehow, yep. some way. So they all, it's interesting, and they they um they go into different storylines and. They weave in and out of each other's lives. Yep. But just like a soap opera. Yes, just like a soap opera. I, I think it was a great episode. It, it's a quick one, too. It goes by real quick. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about it less than an hour. I mean, 45 That's minutes cool. in. And, yeah. and I feel like I threw, I went through a lot of the Log Lady origin, which is what I was excited to talk about, was that, you know, this is something that was had been almost 20 years in the making of, yeah. of coming up with this Log Lady idea and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh... Yeah. So we only have t- we have two more episodes of the season six right. and seven, right? Yes. So, uh, join you know, every week we'll be we have two more episodes left of the season, and then I think after episode seven we'll do hopefully just a podcast about what we thought of that episode that season. I right? love it. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be so. I thought about it. Too. I don't even think you and I talked about it, but I was thinking kind of the same thing. It'd like a kind recap. Of, a recap. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think we've done a lot of this. On, on every episode, but it would be fun to be able to step away and say, okay, here's where we are. What do we know? And what do we think of the season as a whole? And yeah, yeah we could do a lot of fun things with that. Yep. Um, and if you have questions, maybe if you, if you email us at uh, twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. Yes. We can maybe, if we get enough questions, if we get questions, we can... Uh, we'll do all that in that episode, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be, be kind of cool. cool to have that. Yeah, I think yeah we could wait till that episode to, if if we want to take some questions or comments. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be good. And, and we can you can also find us on our social media uh, pages. Yes. There's Twitter Twin Peaks Unwrapped, Wrap? or you Unwrapped. can you can search for us Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Yep. And then there's a uh, Facebook Facebook Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Unwrapped on Facebook, and we're on iTunes Podbean. Um, your local uh, cat, I mean, like uh, podcasts. I mean, stream. Yeah. I think what you call those caster things, but I have overcast. Podcatchers. Podcatchers. That's pod it. Catchers. Podcatchers. So they you can catch find, your yeah. pods. Cool. Uh, we're sending our pods out, and you can catch them anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and email us. And then 
we'll do that recap episode. And if you have questions, comments, like I said, maybe we can just do it all there. Right. That one episode. That'd be cool. And if you think we missed something through this season that, like, you know, we didn't yeah. focus enough on, uh, I'm just, we didn't focus enough on Nadine or something <laughs> like that. I mean, I think there's some, I mean, I, I like the style that we do it. I mean, we don't go to every single every single story and focus a lot yeah, on we don't that, need to i don't think we need to but if there's things that people are interested in it's like hey you know you guys didn't spend enough time on on james or something or or do you know any background about this character i mean i think there's there's plenty yeah. we can still talk about so yep. yeah uh, you know send us an email and maybe we'll talk about it in that episode yeah definitely and we're uh what do we have for diane's tapes today ben Let's see. Let's be surprised. Let's check it out. Oh, so oh this, well, this I mean, be Di- surprised. Well, yeah. So this is, you know, Diane's tapes. It was a cassette tape done, uh, the, written by uh, Scott Frost, Mark Frost's brother. He wrote it, and then Kyle MacLachlan did the audio for it. And let, let's check it out. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Diane, 5 p.m., deep in the woods near the Pearl Lakes. The log lady directed us to a cabin further up the ridge from hers, owned by Jacques Renault where we found the bird Waldo. Several bloodstains that I assume this time will be a match to Laura Palmer, a camera used in producing the photographs of the girls found in Flesh World magazine, a broken poker chip from One-Eyed Jacks, and finally a ball of Finley's fine twine that should match the fibers found in her wrists. We've put out an APB. At this time, Jacques is still at large, as is Leo Johnson. Diane, It's Agent Cooper here, a believer in facts.